your only source for live campus news. This is The Pulse. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Pulse on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. My name is Harshan Rattenfall. Uh, joining us in the studio today is Haley and Isabel, as well as a uh, special guest. Today we are talking about fraternities and the uh, issues and protests going along across the country. But first, let's talk about today's weather. Today, uh, we can expect a chance of showers and some scattered thunderstorms, and tomorrow, a definite chance of showers and thunderstorms. Oh, uh, let's take it over to Isabel and Haley for the headlines. What was thought to be an important American artifact may not be so important after all. The Vinland map is considered to be the oldest map of America. However, it has been recently discovered that the map is believed to be fake. According to NPR, the map is, quote, a convincing forgery, according to new studies, end quote. Yale University has been the home of the map since the 1960s. NPR states that the map, quote, was initially believed to have been created in the 15th century, but researchers through Macron Associates, through their own testing, declared it a forgery in 1973, end quote. The article continues to go on to state that, quote, with Yale's testing, Researchers there found a form of anities that was not used in ink until after 1917, end quote. Raymond Clemens, a curator at Yale's Benneke Rare Book and Manuscript Library, said, quote, The Vinland map is a fake. There is no reasonable doubt here. This is new analysis should be put the matter to rest, end quote. Shakira and her son were attacked by two wild boars while walking in a park in Spain. According to her Instagram stories, the boars attempted to take her bag to the woods with her phone in it. When this occurred, she stood up to the boars and even asked her 8-year-old son, Milan, for backup. She then proceeded to share on her Instagram the destroyed bag. The BBC reported that the Spanish police received nearly 1,200 calls regarding wild boars back in 2016. On Wednesday, Missouri Governor Mike Parson made an announcement that $1.8 million will go towards funding for agencies to, quote, investigate and prosecute crimes against children, end quote. Quote, the Boone County Task Force will receive over 45000 the St. Louis County Cyber Task Force will receive over 114000 and the Highway Patrol will receive over $50,000, KOMU stated. Richie Vanskyke, Director of Dele Development for Rainbow House, stated, quote, The reporting went down considerably early in the pandemic. We had a 50% drop in reports of child abuse, which at first sounds like good news. It's really not. It's the worst news because those rates of abuse are staying pretty consistent. They're just being underreported because schools and daycares are not in session, end quote. Seven black women have been shot and killed in St. Louis, with two of them occurring in the past week. In a conference on Tuesday, both the Metro and the county police departments announced that three recent shootings were linked, and one of them was a black sex worker named Pam Abercrombie. When asked if there was a serial killer on the loose, Major Sean Day said, quote, Well, until we finalize the investigation, we don't want to categorize it as that right now, end quote. A co-worker of Abercrombie's does not believe there is a serial killer on the loose. She claims that most workers endanger themselves by stealing from or angering their customers, quote, so it's just dumb things they do, so a lot of them, they endanger themselves, end quote. Thank you for joining me, Isabel, and Haley, and a special guest on our talk today about fraternities and protests across the nation. Haley, take it away. Earlier in the fall semester, thousands of students at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln began protesting outside of the fraternity house Phi Gamma Delta after a sexual assault was reported. 
According to BuzzFeed, quote, the protest came barely one year after the fraternity emerged from a multi-year suspension following a university investigation that uncovered a pattern of behavior that included, quote, reckless alcohol use, hazing, and inappropriate sexually based behavior, end quote. A 19-year-old who is a member of the Phi Gamma Delta fraternity allegedly assaulted a 17-year-old female student, and he is now under investigation. BuzzFeed states, quote, the assault happened around 11.30 p.m. Monday, August 24th. A university affiliate also reported a disturbance and a wild party at the same time that night at the Phi Gamma Delta house. It's unclear if the two are related, end quote. When the news of the assault began to spread across the university's student body through social media and other sources, thousands of people began protesting outside of the Phi Gamma Delta house against sexual violence. People held up signs that read, quote, if you don't stop it, you are guilty too, end quote, and quote, even my dog understands when I say no, end quote. A sophomore student at UNL named Rose Felice started the Instagram account at Shutdown Fiji and created the petition to ban Fiji forever. The petition has more than 230,000 signatures. Many students on other college campuses feel the same way that the UNL students feel and are coming together and supporting one another through social media. Quote, it's unfortunate that the first thing you think of when you go to college as a woman is, am I going to be assaulted if I decide and maybe have a fun for a night? But even having fun is definitely not asking for it, end quote, says Angelina Stinson, a junior at Concordia University about 30 minutes away from UNL. As sexual assault cases continue to circulate college campuses, University of Kansas student and member of the Phi Kappa Psi fraternity was accused of assaulting another student over the weekend of September 11th. According to the Kansas City Star, quote, the protests, which some on social media described as the largest they'd seen at the university, end quote. Thousands of students showed up on the fraternity's lawns with signs that Monday night, September 13th. The University Daily Kansas states, quote, the Lawrence Police Department was blocking off the roads at Daisy Hill and the engineering building, end quote. The article goes on to state, quote, the Phi Kappa Psi chapter released a statement that Monday night regarding the situation, stating that they were aware of the situation and that a full and complete investigation was being launched, end quote. Isabel's going to give us a quick rundown on the uh, fraternities and fraternity protests, especially as it um, involves Mizzou and the local area. Isabel? A University of Missouri student woke with injuries to her head and face and no memory of the previous night. She decided to share her story with the hope that more women will come forward as the university continues to receive reports of sexual assault and spiked drinks. Quote, Waking up the next morning, I had terrible pain in my head and my neck, and I felt that my lip was busted. I looked down, I was only wearing socks, and I was in a bed next to a man, end quote. The University Police Department said in a message to the campus on Friday that Mizzou has received reports of drug drinks at locations such as various fraternities and bars. Police say they are investigating the reports alongside the Columbia Police. According to ABC 17, quote, MU in its annual Clary Act report says 12 rapes were reported on campus in 2019. Seven more were reported off campus. Eight cases of fondling were reported on campus. And experts say there's likely countless cases that were never reported, end quote. I'm here with Haley Isabel, and uh, both of them now are going to do a little interview with our special guest in the studio today. I'll let them take it away. Thanks. Hey, guys. We're here in the studio with Joe Miller. 
Hey, Joe, how about you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, my name is Joe Miller. I host a show on uh, KCOU on Fridays, 2 to 3. You guys should tune in. The Ryan and Joe Show. We talk about sports, the NFL, the MLB, college football, the NBA, and a bunch of other sports stuff. Um, I'm a junior. I'm a member of uh, Phi Kappa Theta, which is a uh, kind of a growing fraternity at Mizzou. We're probably close to, like, 20 members with – after this recruiting class, we're probably going to be closer to 30-something. So – yeah, I guess that's why you're having me on, right? Yes, sir. Thank you for showing up. All right. I think we're just going to go ahead and open this to everybody. Um, how do you think universities across the country are doing? Do you think they should be doing more to put an end to the assaults? And if so, what? Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, universities don't really want to do that much <laughs> about Greek life because obviously there's lots of endemic issues in terms of creating a culture of sexual assault in terms of hazing, lots of serious liability problems. But until someone dies or there's a public case that the university has to respond to as like a PR problem, the universities, I think, are more than happy to take all of the tuition dollars and all of the donations from rich Greek life alumni who are willing to support the school. So uh, unfortunately, I think until there's public cases, universities really aren't going to do anything. Um, how do you, do you have an opinion personally about the protests going on and is um, your fraternity doing anything to like keep a good reputation or like anything like that? Um, I mean, I think for the most part, I've talked to all of my officers in my fraternity and everyone is in favor of the protests because when, it, when you see all of the signs of the people protesting of no means no, I shouldn't have to feel unsafe. They're pretty reasonable demands for people to have to feel safe where they live and not feel like they're in danger of sexual assault. So I I think our fraternity, we're happy with the reputation we have, and we think we've built a culture where that's not acceptable. But unfortunately, as we've seen, like there's lots of fraternities that are under investigation for these things here and across the country. And it's clearly a systematic issue just based off of the numbers everywhere. So I think everyone in my fraternity is for all of these protests. And yeah, I mean, I think we're proud of where we're at, but obviously there's places you can do better. Yeah, personally, I know some of the FICAP guys and I have nothing bad to say about them, but um, the harsh reality of the situation is that things like that do go on. And um, do you think Mizzou personally, or the University of Mizzou is doing their best? Um, I mean, I, I I don't have that much inside knowledge of what's going on with investigations, but if other universities are a guide, I mean, like we, every year we usually study like hazing deaths that happen at Mizzou in our fraternity. And there are a surprising amount of examples where the university will not do necessary sanctions after someone dies (laughs) on the campus, like something the most dramatic possible result that can happen nothing is done in some of these situations so i think i don't don't have a lot of faith (laughs) personally in the university of missouri i think that in in these situations they're going to do the best they can to keep the status quo and anything that is a threat to that whether that's like abolishing the greek system whether that's kicking chapters off campus. I mean, ultimately, that is bad for them from a financial standpoint, and it creates bad press for them. If they can keep the status quo going, that's what they're going to try to do. Right. So do you personally have any, like, 
suggestions or things that you think that the university should do better in or anything like that? Or like what, how should they handle these types of situations in your opinion? I mean, I think it's, it's tough from the financial standpoint, because obviously alumni who are in Greek life statistically give more back to the school than alumni who are in the opposite case who didn't participate in Greek life. So anyone who takes a stand on this issue is going to have that financial hit. But ultimately, I think in a lot of these situations, it is the morally right thing to do. Of <laughs> You have to take a stand at some point and say, these fraternities that have been doing this behavior have no place here, and they can only come back if they do these things, they rebuild this way, and they eliminate the culture that they've developed. It's hard to do that because, you know, a university is incentivized to not do that <laughs> because they get the money from this, but it, it's what needs to be done for the safety of people on campus, the safety of members who have to go through hazing, and it, it might be hard financially for the university to make that case, but I think morally that is the right thing to do. Thank you so much, Joe. We wanted to have him on to hear another opinion so that it wasn't just Haley and I talking the whole time. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you being here. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thank you, uh, everyone involved in that, for the wonderful interview. I, uh, I really appreciate that. That was, a, that was a great dialogue to listen to. Well, that's been our show on The Pulse here at uh, KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. I'm Harshand. I was joined by Haley and Isabel today. We have shows every day of the week at 5 p.m. except for Tuesdays, as well as this morning one on Fridays. Feel free to tune in whenever you'd like. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy. Thank you.